Hello, Hunters, and welcome to the Season 2 premiere of the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. We are here. We did it. I'm very excited. Today's, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, season 2. Anyways, I'm Matt Acevedo. I'm Christian Humes. And we have an incredible guest with us today, a really good friend of ours, host on the Purrcast, see Jurassic Right, and producer of my favorite murder podcast, we have Mr. Stephen Ray Morris. Thanks so much for having me. I'm awake. I'm pepped. I'm ready to go. I did not stay up all night last night. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming oh, out. Oh, no, of course. I'm uh, I'm so excited to do this just because, I don't know, that idea of like, the idea of the podcast is so cool. And it, like, listen to Omar's episode. I was like, oh, it's so funny, though, because the my people are very different than Omar's. But I think we're going to I think we're going to have a lot of fun with them, though. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Definitely. O- Omar's episode was like, I mean, he got the best of the two best characters. They made it through the whole season. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, someone brought up to Christian's attention about the Ash Ketchum versus, oh my God. versus Doctor Who and how, it, of course, Ash Ketchum makes it to the end. And then loses. <laughs> oh, that's so beautifully meta. I, I love that. Oh my gosh. He How thought, did I not realize that? He was that? like, did you guys do this on purpose? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, that's so. That's how artful it was that you guys did it, I think. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Wait, well, it, it, this is just random news, but do you think they're going to like throw Ash Ketchum, like a live action version of him in the new movie? The rumor is that they are talking about greenlighting Detective Pikachu 2 and a series based on um, the video games. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which it wouldn't be Ash, it'd be Red. Which is better though. That's better. I'd rather have that because he he wins. Yeah, yeah. Red's Red's pretty great. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And then that's like a complete story. But if they do that, that's got to be like a three movie thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be Lord the Lord of the Rings that would of Pokemon that we always wanted. That would be the the best thing in the world. I can't wait. And if they do Detective Pikachu two, that's going to be a new story because like I'm positive Detective Pikachu is literally just the plot of the game. Uh, so uh, yes. the second one would, would be a brand new thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Why is Mewtwo there? I know. Yeah, I know too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, anyways, guys, we have some characters to talk about today. This is a pretty, pretty stacked lineup for today. Uh, I'm glad we brought expert Steven in for this because, uh, we're going to need some help on this one. But today we have, we have Dobby from Harry Potter versus Bowser, the King Koopa himself, followed by Phil from Groundhog's Day. Bill Murray's character from Groundhog's Day versus Velma from Scooby-Doo. So why don't we just go on ahead. Let's start this season, man. Yeah, let's get into the first match. Uh, I'll give you a quick brief rundown on Dobby, and then you can intro Bowser. Dobby is a house elf. He was a former house elf. Uh, House elves, for people that are unaware, are essentially the slaves of the Harry Potter world. They are magical beings that have no need for a wand. It is just completely endowed within their bodies. They are incredibly powerful. They can just disapparate and apparate wherever they want uh and after being freed he essentially similar to like a jar jar binks like gives his life to protecting harry potter yeah wait when did jar jar give his life to well like he, he's in sort of a life <laughs> I, death. I, I, that would have been an amazing scene would, where jar jar is like like with darth that, maul it would have been amazing if jar jar had given his life <laughs> <laughs> that would have been i would have never been a, there's still time there's still time for episode nine there is still time back. he comes back he's the ghost old. of jar jar yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, we have King Koopa himself, the bad boy, the original bad guy in video games. Is he the original bad guy? Yeah, no, Donkey Kong is, but he's the one after Donkey Kong. It's Bowser, King Koopa himself, the one who always captures Peach, the one who actually has a lot more to him than you think. Yeah, there's a lot going on with Bowser. Bowser, yeah. my, fav- my favorite iteration of Bowser, because it's so wild, is in Super Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Super Mario Sunshine, Bowser is gigantic. <laughs> And he's 
basically told his son this really like uh, Bowser Jr. that Peach is his mom, which is what makes Bowser Jr. the bad guy in the whole thing. So he thinks he's protecting Mario. He's like protecting Peach from this bad guy Mario. Yeah. So he's yeah. like attacking Mario the whole time, even though Bowser's just like Bowser. Like, let's be honest. He's like a little bit of a sexual predator. Oh, well, of oh, course. Yeah. I mean, his yeah, his whole MO is just to kidnap and marry somebody against their will. Which I would say before Odyssey, I would be like, maybe there's something a little more diplomatic behind it. But Odyssey, literally, he kidnapped her so he could marry her. <laughs> so I was like, oh, there goes that. Classic creep. Yeah. Do you think this is sort of, um, is this sort of like a Game of Thrones scenario? Because like she's the princess of the Mushroom Kingdom and he's the king of the Koopas and he's trying to, is that why he's trying he, to marry her so that he would rule the whole land? Yeah, it's almost, yeah, it's like a very old Europe style thing too. Of like yeah. everyone's just kind of intermarrying and marrying each other like maybe in his mind he's like this is what's supposed to happen yeah which again is classic predator right you know right so it is it's very fitting in that way yeah and uh you know and with bad guys on this show too even though they're bad we still like to like bad people can still be good good characters you know yeah it's a he's Um, a great motivator yeah and i i think because the problem with bowser and with the problem with peach in our special episode that we talked about um they are kind of like this in the mainline Mario games. They serve as a plot point. That's yeah. like okay, because Nintendo's like, well, uh, Bowser captures Peach, and the and then the game starts, and like they, they care more about the game. But when you get into things like the Mario RPGs and Paper Mario, and you know the like Bowser is a lot more yeah. complex character. He's than... teamed up with Mario quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's that thing of like yeah, in the you know the original games and the main games, it's it's like the plot is just there to start and then there to end. Yeah. But then at every turn Nintendo's always trying to find ways to make Bowser more like quirky and weird and sad and you know tr- kind of trying to give trying both. to give him more of like an inner life than than they kind of need to almost. Yeah. It's like they don't really need to. They could just make him the bad guy like full stop but instead they're always just trying to make him like a little bit more yeah complex or just weird like weirder for yeah that's a good point they do they do give him a lot of like weird quirks like he has the clown car Mm -hmm. he has the clown copter he has pirate ships um and then he has like all these minions which is hard to tell how many kids he has because there's the bow juniors but there were like the koopa kids which were his kids for a long time yeah like all the different koopalings but now i don't know if they are well yeah nintendo's nintendo's not really like they're like kind of the opposite of what everyone's doing right now with like you know mcu canon universes nintendo's just like eh, it's whatever like whatever yeah the the canon changes to suit the needs of the story there's no like long running yeah because even bowser jr is different from like just straight up Koopa Kid, correct. Well, that, that, they're different. Well, and then yeah, that makes me wonder because Nintendo, all of us, for like Legend of Zelda, got into like kind of acknowledging that there's this like split timeline and everything. Like, I wonder if they would ever try to do that with Mario and be like, this Bowser's this because it's it feels more like um, uh, not legendary, but like you know, it's like a metaphor. Like each Bowser's a different, like yeah. it's like a variation. It's like a myth kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, which is kind of cool about Bowser, where it's like each version you're not quite you can't quite get a handle on him which makes him a good villain in that way yeah, so it, it is fascinating because we have two characters here one who 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 we kind of I, I would imagine would serve under bowser but you know if he didn't meet harry potter he would still be like a slave basically yeah. yes uh and then there's bowser who's literally trying to i don't know if he's trying to enslave people but you know he wants to rule he wants to be a ruler of sorts uh so these characters are they're like kind of polar opposites. Yeah, opposite. they are. Yes. Different. Yeah, they're very different. I mean, that's they're a both, good point. They're both very powerful. They are. That's the thing that restruck me because again, I 
I like read part of Harry Potter growing up and then I stopped because I was like, Lord of the Rings is much cooler. And then when I moved to London <laughs> for grad school, I re- read all the Harry Potters, like I read all, all seven books in like a span of a few weeks. Yep. Nice. And so especially because seeing the films growing up, I think when you read the books, I think you get a real appreciation for Dobby's I journey. Oh, whereas, yeah. but I also still at the same point, I got to applaud the films for making a character that everyone hated in the second movie to then everyone crying over in, oh, the, in yeah. the seventh and eighth movies. And you're just like, wow, that's like some really good filmmaking, uh, like tact, you know, about face. It's like, again, if they did Jar Jar shows up in episode nine and we like love him and, like we mourn him, you know. Like that would be amazing now, uh, if they made that happen, and like we feel that. Bravo. Be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would be actually pretty cool. Now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you're like, yeah, they're the opposites, but they both are. They're all, but they're both very powerful. Yeah, yeah they are. I, you know, the thing though, I think that it comes down to is Dobby is like a real character. Yeah. Right. Like you made a good point. Like Bowser is not a real because. They they're not necessarily the only thing they're tied to using Bowser for always is as a villain, but like also he's playing golf with Mario and yeah. tennis and soccer and baseball and. But board here's games. the here's yeah. the also if you're thinking if we're thinking of like Mario lore if they're taking like look at Super Mario Bros three it's a play they're actually like they're right actually if we're thinking of it in that frame they're actually really good front buds they're just theater buddies yeah but not in Mario odyssey where he's capturing peach to marry her again and he's again a bad guy well i think of it almost on that level but it's almost it's like the muppets you know where yeah, it's like some it Muppet, like muppets some muppets mu- movies are sort of it's in that universe and the other ones are like they're making a show or they're making a movie they're yeah. very forgiving yeah in the, in the mushroom kingdom yeah it's yeah. like all right take five all right let's go play some golf after this maybe yeah. tennis i feel like there's a bit of that because even at the end of mario odyssey uh spoilers if you haven't beaten it but on the dark side of the moon when they when they you know when you take over bowser and like you you like get out of the moon yeah. and, uh and then when peach is it has a like bowser is there and mario's there with the flowers and and she's like who do I choose? Like I choose no one. And then like you see Mario and Bowser just patting each other on the back. Like, oh man, like wow, they're buds. They're buds. You know what? I don't understand. Why does it take him so long to marry her? Like, think about how much time it takes Mario to get yeah, yeah. to where Bowser is, and he's always like about to do it. <laughs> it's like maybe he's just waiting for consent. Maybe he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, tr- like sure I captured you, but but I'm gonna. Here's nice stuff. I can't justify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for Stockholm syndrome yeah, yeah. to set in. Well, yeah, then it's yeah, it's easier because if you, it's like a cult. You know, you can't expect them to do your bidding in the first day. You gotta like, yeah, make that. You gotta make them think that they have their own free will and you know all that stuff. I don't know if this is act- this is an actual canon, but I like to think about it. Um, there is this this theory that Bowser is actually trying to liberate and like free the Mushroom Kingdom from the Toads because the Toads are actually like funguses that are like eating, controlling people's brains. Oh no! Uh, so that's why he's like trying to like save Peach and like. Yeah, I guess like all the the bad guys in the Bowser universe are maybe like the wildlings in Game of Thrones. Like they're always probably being beaten back and taken. Like you never see Goombas just chilling with Toads. You know, you no. just see them getting beat down. Well, yeah, that just makes me want to see, like, you see a classic Mario level, and then it's like, what does it look like when, like, Mario's not there? Are they all just hanging out, or are they, like, still doing their little walk cycles? Or are they all just <laughs> like, oh, shit, Mario's here. We got to, like, we got to get, you know, we got to put our game face on or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just moving back and forth. Yeah. But, uh, um, I don't know, I think where these characters kind of, like, go, I just feel like, 
I just feel like they're, they're great in their own way. Yeah. This, this is hard. going to be hard to compare. Cause... I don't know if it is. I think, look, Bowser's like a really interesting, fun character because he's so dynamic and he's so malleable. But, like, Bowser's never made me cry. It's true. No, that's true. Bowser's never made me cry. And, not, <laughs> and, like, and that's not because I don't want this, again, to be a thing where, like, villains can't win. But, like, if he had done an action that, like, hurt Mario or something where it made me feel bad. But even his, like, evil actions are playful. Like, there's, like, yeah. he's and not, like, actually menacing ever. It's true. And, it, and even in the RPGs, like, they kind of make a fool out of him. Like, he's kind of... Uh, right. He's kind of a dunce, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like he's, like, the misunderstood bully in that kind of way. Where it's, yeah. like, maybe if... Because, yeah, the idea that they have in in some, like, in the other RPG and stuff, like, have made him team up with Mario. And even, I feel like, even in the, like, tennis and Mario Kart and stuff, there's some element of that, too. It's like there's a chance for redemption, you know, which is yep. like I think that's like a very admirable quality is that ability to like be redeemed and to sort of learn and grow. Like I think yeah. that's a positive quality that you can. That's interesting. That's, a really that's an good interesting point because I was just thinking like there's not is there, but like how do you pinpoint what he is? Like are then are is what we're saying is the character of Bowser not actually really villainous? It's yeah. almost like a rivalry and like is taking Peach. Not, I guess, like in their universe, it's not what it is like in our universe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If you're looking at in-universe things, it's like maybe this is, yeah, this is all a game or something. But I mean, it's yeah. got to be because they're just racing and playing games and sports and, and partying, all the yeah. parties, like twelve parties, you know. Yeah, nobody. I was like, nobody dies, right? I'm trying to think of all no, the different Mario no, games no. over the years. I mean, I'm like, the only the only canonical version of Bowser that would be like bad is from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, where he's oh, like God, an actual yeah. bad Dennis guy. Hopper. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's an actual. Did he? He's I like a mutant he's from like a another mob, dimension. Like a mob leader. Yeah. Did he go? He was like a human that went down into that world and like yes. took over. Yeah. 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 Which is such an interesting spin on that character, because yeah, it almost seems more like Bowser's part of the right from, from the like that lore of like he's part of this world and trying to you know and Mario is actually the one coming in and like destroying everything or whatever. Yeah, from that perspective, but yeah, the Dennis Hopper version. I don't know, huh? But uh, man, I'm having a hard time. Let's, well, we got to compare. I'm not. Yeah, because because here's the thing about like Dobby is just uh, you know he's he, he's, he's pure so, of heart. He's so pure of heart. He sacrifices himself to save Harry Potter. You know. Yeah, uh, and like he he almost like didn't want Harry Potter to couldn't believe he he was given the sock. You yeah. know, he he almost it was. He, I don't know, like. Ah, uh, I'm having it's... Yeah. Well, I mean, in Dobby too, like the thing that is, I mean, the, he's so pure at heart that he's willing to like, I mean, or in, I don't, maybe this is a knock against the character, but it also I think is a positive thing where he's like willing to, he's almost like willing to not take credit for his heroic actions, yes. you know? Right. And, yeah. and because especially in Chamber of Secrets where he was like trying to save Harry Potter's life, but he couldn't necessarily say why. Right. Yeah. And in, in that way, like, I mean, it's a bit of like, not wanting to take credit, but it's also just because he couldn't. But, like, I think that's, like, a very admirable quality. I guess I'm trying to think of how I can compare that to Bowser, but... <laughs> well, let's let's do a couple of things here. Who is more iconic? That's a really hard question. I, I don't know if we can actually get a definitive answer on that. That I might mean, just be a toss-up. I, I, I disagree. I would say Bowser, man. I think Bowser's way more iconic than Dobby. Because, look, even though, like, Dobby's in the movies, like, if you That's just fair. watch the movies, Dobby's kind of forgettable in That's the films. Fair. And not, like, everyone has read the books, you know? Like, Steven, 
like stopped reading the books because he thought Harry Lord of the Rings was cooler. And yeah. then he read them again later. But. <laughs> yeah, and I came back to them for sure. Like, but, yeah. but Bowser's been part of, at least for our... I mean, it's also when you talk about iconic, it's like what you know, who is it iconic for? And I feel like for our generation and maybe people who are like up to maybe the age 40, Bowser has been around for our whole lives. You're right. Yeah. You know, and, right. and, and, you know, but Dobby in some right. sense is a minor character, but he also had a very iconic turn for our generation as well too. But yeah, it's like hard to talk about iconic sometimes. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh, but if you're talking to somebody who's 50, they're like, like if it was Bowser, who, you know, a more main character, yeah. you could probably. But you're right. But and here's the thing, though, too, is that Dobby's like, I mean, it's not saying that, you know, it, it, it's, it's preventing him from growing at all. But in the way it is, that Bowser, like, you, they're still gonna make games with Bowser, <laughs> and like, yep. people will identify with Bowser. He's one of the spokespeople of Nintendo, like one of the yeah. faces. Well, of no, him. the the new isn't the new president last name Bowser. Bowser. That's yeah. True. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. A literal takeover. Well, and, and to that point, like what you're saying, uh, Matt, is that, I mean, Dobby's dead. So, like, Ooh, there's like, a, I know, I had to, oh. I'm sorry to break the news on the podcast. No, but, like, there is a finiteness to his character yeah. that kind of maybe limits that icon. And like, do you think that Dobby is limited to Harry Potter? Like, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Dobby, if, if it wasn't for Harry Potter, like, would Dobby still would be a be great character? He would just be, like... He'd be like a, a be nicer creature, yeah. you know? Creature. Yeah. I, <laughs> creature. Don't, okay, I'll, I want to give Dobby one point here, which is he would beat Bowser in a fight. For sure. Interesting. I mean, the kind of stuff that he does, you know, especially at the end in, in um, Malfoy Manor, I mean, it's like pretty... I mean, to go yeah. up against Bellat- Bellat- Bellatrix yeah. Lestrange, like that's not a no. That's not an easy no task. Way. No, yeah. it's not. He's incredibly powerful, and also most of the time, defeating Bowser means either just throwing him or like hitting a switch for him to fall. <laughs> I mean, it's like he could just like flick his finger and it would be done. I know it's crazy sometimes. I uh, just going back and like watching Nintendo sixty, like because that was honestly that's my biggest Bowser was of course. Uh, Mario Super Mario 64 yeah. and you realize that it's like oh this is just a series of like spinning and then just hitting a well-timed bomb correct yeah and then and then again like maybe a point against Bowser in the sense of like or a point for Dobby is that Dobby always kind of takes his I mean creature like mm-hmm. beats the shit out of him all the time yes uh, sorry for swearing um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> be, beats the crap out of him where it's like just again the, like thinking about the Super Mario 64 imagery of like when he when you finally defeat him like he's he's like on his back like uh, you know like like Dobby is a much more he he takes the hits in stride you know that's in fair that sense, in terms of if we're just thinking of like combat you know I think I think those are that's a Fair point, and I think we've given Dobby a point, but you guys have actually swayed me. Like, I'm personally on the side of going forward with Bowser right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I feel swayed at the moment. I'm feeling, I'm feeling Bowser too. Uh, he's just he's, he's, he's more a legacy character, I think. You know? Well, he and yeah, in that sense, and there's just gonna, they're not gonna, there's not gonna be a point. I mean, it's just funny to think that we had Donkey Kong. And then, then we had Bowser forever after that, and Donkey Kong obviously became his own character and this whole thing. But it's like, what if they had never made not made Donkey Kong a villain, and then Bowser would have never existed? Right. But it's like they're never not going to make Bowser the main villain, like yeah. for right. Mario games. I mean, it would take a lot for them to be like, well, never mind, we're going to move on to somebody else. So it feels and like even Bowser. If he's not the villain; he's still a main character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just feels like he can live forever in that sense, which yeah. to me is like, as far as iconic and 
yeah, kind of main, mainstay power and stuff like that. That's a great point. I'm really leaning towards Bowser. I'm, man. I'm here for Bowser. I mean, like Dobby's great, but I think he's just limited, which I isn't agree. his fault, you know. Well, yeah. Well, what makes you be like, are they ever going to do? Well, I guess my question: Do you think that Dobby could get more points if they remade Harry Potter as like an HBO limited series, where like each season of each book is like a season? That's what we need. Oh, I mean, that's that what I awesome. really would. Keep. I mean, that's that'll happen one day, but not and, for a long time. And and they don't have to limit it where it's like, yeah, the the first movie could or the first book could be like only four or five episodes, but then the last just Game of Thrones, you know, part like eight episodes, yeah, a yeah, season or something, That'd yeah. Be sick. But I think that that's an opportunity to make, and I guess just to get your opinion, would that make your opinion of the character grow in terms of his? Well, I mean, if, if, because then you could have we him. still have the books. It's not yeah, just yeah. based on the movie, yeah. you know, and like the show would basically just be everything that's in the books. So his role would, wouldn't get any bigger here because well, we still have everything that's in the books counts for this. True, true. But I just mean in terms of like thinking about kind of introducing his character and giving his character another life. I because see. then you would, because he's not in like... I mean, I think he's in three, four, and five, maybe uh, of the books. That three, four, and s- oh, well, and he's in the he's last, in the last one. one. He yeah, dies yeah. In the last one. But I mean, like, because then if they made a TV show, yeah. they could have him be throughout the entire series right. instead of because that's what I'm just thinking. Maybe that's what's limiting him from. Yeah, know. but I don't. I actually don't think it's just that though. I think, yeah, yeah. Like, even if he had the perfect, like, had more story. Yeah. His story is like very one note. True. It's amazing what he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is one note. Yeah. He's just like a devoted, loyal person who has magical abilities. But we don't ever really learn like what does Dobby like to do? Like <laughs> like I know Bowser probably likes to like chill and have some beers. Like Bowser definitely likes to play games. Bowser <laughs> likes to get a little too wild sometimes. But like Dobby <laughs> Dobby turned- only sort of like He's just like very one dimensional. Like he likes yeah, collecting he likes to... socks, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he clothing. still, even when he was free, didn't he go back to serve in? Uh, yes. Uh, the oh my gosh, in the school, the spur. What was that organization called? Oh, Spew. Spew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He went back and he like helped right. with that too. Like he still wants to like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I a, think we have a decision. He's a revolutionary, yeah. but that's all he has. It's like when the war's over, what does Dobby do? <laughs> oh, oh gosh, it's just like yeah, the scene from just like somebody's CGI Dobby into that scene at the end of Return of the King, where they're all sitting down for beers, like looking at each other, like we know what we went through <laughs> through the war. Well, I think we have a decision, guys. Dobby, here's my sock. You're free, buddy. But we're moving on with Bowser. Bowser's gonna be taking on. Uh, we got some, another. That was that was a great conversation. But we got it's gonna get even more heated, guys, because we got Phil, who which is Bill Murray's character from Groundhog's Day, versus Velma Dinkley from Scooby Doo. Um, man, uh, you know what's funny? Uh, like Velma is just we like Velma's a great character, and like we when we did like a test run, Velma was one of the characters that came up. Are you giving away our secrets? Ooh. Oh, am I not supposed to say that? This is like. Well, we talked about doing this for a while before this actually went live, and we did a pilot oh. episode. Velma was on the pilot episode. Ooh. So you feel like you're, you have, are you trying to like, I guess, are you like, is this a chance for redemption for this character or? Well, I mean, you don't have to it give, was never give, officially used. Yeah, yeah. But I think we, we went into it and she was surprisingly an amazing character. Oh, which I, is why she is now back in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, she, I mean. I feel like she was always my favorite Scooby-Doo character. It just seemed she had a, it, it was almost like any type of, she's a character who was like, 
persevering in spite of like losing her glasses all the time. It's like she couldn't be stopped. Yeah. It was like the stories had to like hamper her in some ways because she was like so powerful in a way. Like she like if if she wasn't if she didn't have these kind of things happen to her, like losing her glasses and stuff like that, she would solve the mystery in like five seconds. Well, I mean, back then they didn't have contacts in the sixties. <laughs> so like now to give that girl contact, like, <gasps> she'll never lose her glasses. You know? Oh my God. Problem solved. Yeah. Laser eye surgery. Yeah. LASIK, you know? Oh, uh, you're saying like laser eyes, like she's like Cyclops, <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe she has like a really bad astigmatism, so she True. can't have contacts or laser eye surgery yeah you know but she's the brains of the operation man she gets down to business she knows exactly what's going on she does everything yeah (laughs) like none of it would happen without her you know who could have used a velma phil from groundhog's day oh yeah because like he doesn't understand like what he's supposed to do it takes him a long time to eventually obviously solve what he's supposed to do to move forward and get out of that endless loop he's in um I feel like she would have been just spot on that. Yeah, it would have been like a Russian doll situation. Yeah. She would be yeah. like, this feels familiar, you know. Yeah. And then he would have been like, oh, thank you, you know. And, they, <laughs> yeah. and literally could have just gone right for the last, you know, the last, right. you know. Now, with that being said, Phil may have started out as sort of like a doting weatherman, like he wasn't a very nice person. But by the time that movie ends, he had lived decades it's so horrifying to it's think about. It's like decades. And like people have done the math on it and like, you know, the creator oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. had yeah. like commented and said it was like around 30 or 40 years because like he had to learn how to play the piano like yeah. amazingly. He learned, I think like fluent like Mandarin. Like he learned uh, yeah, multiple languages. He learned like how to dance. He knew like th- like this guy was going to die here. This guy was going to need like, like the Heimlich maneuver. He was going to learn everyone's name. Like he knew every gear that turned in the clock of that town i didn't realize it was that long that's that's sad that's that's scary well and and and, and it's it's, awesome though too well but in some ways too that is like such a point for for uh his character because the ability to have that kind of focus and concentration is something to be admired and uh you know as far as like you know like what's better it's like yeah is that like almost in some ways Velma's already great and smart and Phil learns and so it's like what like what are we like thinking is a better quality that ability to learn and to sort of focus in on the things that you want to achieve or is or is it more of like well I'm just you know just yeah brilliant and I can just deduce anything well uh, well, like Phil uh, also like through this he learned like humility you know and uh, he because he starts off pretty cocky yeah Uh, he is very very cocky you know he just wants to like sleep with all the women and stuff like that and like I think through this process he like yeah he becomes a little bit more human you know a little more you know real and I think that's really that's really powerful that he's able to change through. Like, I don't know. You can either go with something that's re- as repetitive as what he has to go yeah. through. You either go crazy or you persevere. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and for him to stick it through it and be at, come out better, I think says a lot to that character. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny because Velma's also in a Groundhog's Day-like world where every time she True. goes on a trip with her friends True. in the mystery machine, they run into another town or another village that's being terrorized by a ghoul or a ghost or a goblin, some kind of creature of the night. Yeah, she's like, Ugh, I just want one normal day. Correct. Yeah. And then and she has to solve it. Now, here's the wild thing about Velma, because it, most of the time it's just like someone in a mask. But she, similar to Phil, has been through actual supernatural events. There are oh, movies where true. 
Like, That's she's literal zombie island. Yeah. Like, actual zombies. And then there's the one with the aliens. The, like, with the SETI people. And I it's remember like that. Area yeah. 51. Ooh. And they're, like, actually aliens. Wait, is that from the original 70s? No, it's from one of the more modern. It was, modern like, 2001. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, uh... It's like, it's, like, during the same run as, like, oh. the zombie island stuff. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, wow. it's crazy. <laughs> oh, I think that's when they decided, like, well, let's give them, like, real... Sci-fi, yeah, 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 yeah. Like they've mastered what humanity can throw at them. Let's well, take, let's get rid of the masks and give them real monsters. Well, I always felt like with Scooby Doo, even even though most of the time it was just like a white dude in a mask, I always felt like there was that. <laughs> there, like I was, I always felt like there was. I I never didn't think that the sort of supernaturalness or the sci-fi ness was. I always thought it was just around the corner for them, which is actually kind of a cool space to be in. It's kind of like the X Files in a way. Where it's like it's that push and pull between like, is it real? Is it not real? Yeah. And and again for that too. Also, I mean, after a while, you got to imagine for somebody like Velma in the same way that you're. I love the way that you're comparing it. It's like at some point Velma's like, well, let it, let it just be a goddamn alien for once, you know? Yeah. And so that kind of perseverance as well too can be kind of admired. That you're like you're kind of never you're able to still do your work, you know, in that way, which I guess maybe that's the thing that ties them together is that kind of perseverance. I mean that, you know, Phil eventually learns and stuff, but, uh, you know, who, who's better in that sense? Well, who's better at perseverance? I mean, I mean, so if we're going to get into who's better, we got to throw some comparisons. Who's more iconic is gotta Velma. be Velma. It's gotta be no Velma. question. Yeah. No question. Um, who would win in a fight? <laughs> Ooh. Well, would it be a thing of like where she would drop her glasses and she would duck and then he would like he would punch a wall or something and then hurt himself? Like I could see just those kind of shenanigans happening. Yeah, that's interesting. I I want to give it to Phil here because I feel like during his time of learning languages and like they're just he's like he's, I know kung fu, you know. Yeah, and also <laughs> there were many times where he ended his own life. But like he's probably not afraid of Ooh. this like young woman. Yeah. Like yeah. he's probably just not. He's like, whatever. I've been up against worse. Well, yeah, I think that that is also, and I think you should include that when you're thinking about strength. Is that like lack of fear? Yeah, you know, because I mean, you're not as strong if you're afraid to like fight. You're like, you're literally not going to be as like ready. And she's mm-hmm. she's been up against a lot, but she still typically just runs from stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she's not. She's, she's a not a runner, fool. Though. She's like, well, if this is real, I should try and get away because it would be bad if the Yeti got to me. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I don't see her even wanting to fight. Right. She, you know? now, she but d- d- let's think about this, though. Do you think she would have like, do you think she has kind of magical powers by opening doors and going through like other doors and like going through the same. You know what I'm talking about? Like that hallway where they run through the different doors. And they come oh, out the same doors. Like, she could trick him. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like run and then do the whole like montage thing. Well, I just feel exactly. like that's like an Escher house. I don't know if that's her. Uh, yeah. so they're all doing that. <laughs> yeah. And they'd have so many houses that they go to. For some reason, all the houses they go to have that. Yeah. <laughs> it's such, well, it's a fun trope. I will yeah. say, too, that Velma is actually very cool when she meets uh, famous people. She keeps her cool, man. Yeah, she knows how to. Oh, just, that's right. Like Harlem Globetrotters. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. The Harlem Globetrotters. What's yeah. up, guys? Like, you know? She'd be like, oh, Bill Murray. That's cool. And you're yeah, like, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Not even. It's like. I mean, like, they both solve a mystery and they both use their wits yes but for bill murray it was actually about emotional intelligence not his actual like smarts because like that's what he he just kept learning things and thinking like he could logic his way out of this problem but he had to like use his heart to end the curse well yeah and you bring up a good point as you know just kind of what we were talking about with our bowser and, and dobby battle 
does does Velma ever really go on a, her own kind of personal journey where it's like in some senses, then I would go with like Phil being the better character because you really get a full picture of who a person is. And that's like so oh, cool. Whereas yeah. Velma really is just, she's just a, she's just part of a, of a group of people. Yeah. And in more modern ones, like it's like takes place farther in the future. And like, she's become like a scientist, this out of the other, oh, cool. and then like they get back together, but we see so little of those glimpses. Yeah. Well, and if you're saying like, what's with the more, like, what's the more iconic Velma? And that's like thinking about, you know, like, the she's like, Dobby. like she's really <laughs> just has this one purpose. Right. This, that's interesting. She's part of a, she's, she's functioning as part of a unit Interesting. where it's like, yeah, Phil doesn't have his, his squad, you oh, know? Oh, wow. That's a other great than the point. groundhog, I guess, but wow. Oh, I shut it down. No, <laughs> this is a great gonna... fact. So I, I was thought. really leaning towards Velma, but now, like, I, that was like a big swing in the other direction for me now. <laughs> that was for me, too. Yeah. Because it just, Velma is this incredible character who solves mysteries, saves the day. It's all about, like, ingenuity and smarts. It's, like, great representation for, you know, like, nerdy people that are, like, the uncool one. You know, she's the outsider. And yet she always pulls it together to save the day for her friends. Like, she loves her friends. But, like, it's literally the same thing every time yeah 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 her role never changes do you, i am at do you think that like the moment she stops doing it she gets depressed <laughs> like you know what i mean like i'm gonna leave the crew and she goes i don't know works in government but yeah she's yeah like, i missed the day you know, yeah yeah like she, nothing will ever live up to those days yeah. she's stunted by like a lack of growth yeah she's like maybe i don't want to solve mysteries maybe i don't want to be the, the smart one maybe i just want to smoke weed and, and eat scooby snacks yeah. you know yeah like she's not really allowed like the only time they ever do that stuff it's like the more like kind of classically like you know a little like misogynist humor of like ooh, let's make her sexy this time isn't that weird because she has glasses like you know i mean that's more of like the narrative itself but really she has she isn't given that many opportunities for her to be a full person outside of her role yeah and phil goes on like a real character journey and she doesn't yeah i think that's that's a winning i think that's a winning decisive moment yeah oh my god thank you wow well that was great Wow, jinkies, gang! <laughs> Looks like Velma's getting dumped. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Velma. Wow, no another case solved. <laughs> Ooh, that, did, that was. I think that was an upset. And but I I'm all for it. That was a really. That was fantastic. You're like, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for no. Yeah, it wasn't for you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, wow. I I'm wow. very surprised. This is an interesting final round. Now we have Bowser versus Phil from <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Holy crap, I did not think we would. this would be the turnout. This is fantastic. Well, yeah. So it's a very cyclical nature for Bowser, very similar to Phil in Groundhog's Day, because every day he wakes up, he's going to do the same thing. He's going to couch Peach, he's going to protect Peach from Mario, he's going to lose, and then he's going to start it over. It's been like iteration upon iteration upon iteration. It's like sometimes it's framed as a play, sometimes he's like actually into something like weird and kind of creepy. But like it's always the same kind of story for him. And with Mario, though... Uh, I'm sorry, with Phil, um, (laughs) (laughs) like with Phil, Phil has the same story over and over and over again, but it's all about like his journey to figure out how to overcome that so that he can get out of that cycle. Bowser, like the, like we got to just jump right into these comparisons. Bowser never overcome, like, right? Like, well, and so my question is, has Bowser, because when you're saying that when somebody did the math for how long Phil's been in the, the loop, yeah. you were saying like 40 years. Yeah. Well, hasn't Bowser been a character for now almost 30, yeah. 40 oh, years? that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And, still, it, yeah. and so we can have that as like a measure of... 
Yeah, and Bowser sort of fluctuates and change, but yeah, you never get a sense that it's actually going somewhere. Because yeah, it's like Mario Odyssey in some ways is like, again, one of the more traditional Bowser kind of entries where he's kind of more... Yeah. You know. But actually, that reminds me though that we've pointed out, also Bowser isn't just doing that. He is still like going go-kart racing, playing true. baseball, he's playing partying. soccer, playing true. every sport imaginable. So they are... Which is almost like it's like the same time like where Phil has like learned all these other skills. Like they weirdly have kind of a lot in common in their both yeah. like their versatility and their strengths <laughs> and their true. journeys. Yeah. Oh, that is a good Well, okay. I think Bowser, great father. Great yeah. father. Go on. I think he t- he loves the Koopa kids, man. Like he actually cares. But, but no? Are the Koopa no. kids Bowser's kid, or is it canonically? I think it's just Bowser Jr. Well, now, now. it's just Bowser Jr. That's true. I think that's. But I think just because they're not literally his biological children, he's still right. a good father figure like to a, them. Look in a, in an evil Big way, sort of. Like yeah. Bowser Jr. wants to be like his dad, Bowser. Yeah. And he, I think Bowser's leading a good example. You know what I mean? He's incredible. He's a go getter. He lets he lets his son uh, try his own inventions and traps. He lets him he go does. out there and fail. That's how he's going to learn. Yeah. He's also incredible. Like, okay, so Phil would have beat Velma in a cage match, but Phil doesn't have a chance against oh, Bowser no. in a cage match. <laughs> no way. No. Well, no way, but unless, dude. but unless, like a video game, Phil has been like work, been facing Bowser again and again and again, and learns those patterns and everything. So, in you know, again. Um, depending on how we're setting up the rules, like this in-universe thing, could theoretically Phil learn how to defeat Bowser because he's lost to him so many times? I feel like that's almost a like, little do bit... We throw, do we throw that into... Cons- you know, I think because he's a human man, yeah, and Mario's clearly not just based <laughs> on his strength, or it's he's true. like a superhuman man. And his proportions. He's a jump man of yeah. sorts. It's He's a uh, jump man. I don't think Phil has the capability. <laughs> yeah. Because he, also every day he wakes up... He is the same body he had before. So no matter how much he works out, even if he had all that time to train against Bowser, he wouldn't physically have the strength to grab him by his tail and, you know, whip him around and throw him. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. And I guess to argue against my original point, like, like Phil is always learning stuff because it has a purpose. But if the purpose is to defeat Bowser, then he physically can't ever like he would just spend like 40 years getting yoked to try and defeat Bowser. But that would never he would just get stomped on once or set on fire and just would never stand a chance i've seen people speed run super mario 64 there's no way phil's getting that physically fit to actually do those things yeah he's not doing triple jumps no backflips from bill murray that's not gonna happen he's like waha so that's his version of mario purely in a physical match it's definitely gonna lean towards bowser um going back obviously iconicness it goes to bowser again yeah i love bill murray but he's no you know no one's cosplaying as, yeah. or most people aren't cosplaying as yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, and also we don't have like a you know a fillet, you know. There no is no fillet. There's a, there is a Bowsette now, you know, which is actually in the Mario Odyssey art book. It was a concept art. Ooh, it might happen. <laughs> it might still happen. Yeah, that's it's a, never that's happening alternate, now. Alternate character for in the skins and Super Smash Brothers yeah. DLC. Uh, <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's 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 hard though because I think also, I mean, not to like count against either of them, but it's like if we're just looking for things to like edge one person out, it's like both of them are very iconic for our generation. Yeah. But I think to me, what helps in making something iconic is that ability to live beyond. And so I think like Bowser again is just has this like mythic quality that 
is always going to keep people like he's a really to... good villain yeah he's he's a very good villain i you know one, of, my... one of the best i think he's one of the best villains. yeah i, yeah, I, I really would say do. so too like, he's like the joke he's like like he's mario the joker joke. he yeah yeah he's, he's, he's even got the clown car without bowser <laughs> and like, he even got the has... clown cop yeah. yeah and without bowser there's no mario you know like after well, dk he well, yeah. he probably would have settled with pauline you know if it wasn't for this 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 peach babe coming around and yeah. Bowser being like, hey, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there would be no Mario after that. They give each other purpose, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I which I think is important too in terms of like a great character, you know, especially if we're thinking about just like a hero and a villain. Like, it's cool when a character when a character is so good that it requires its hero or it requires its villain. I think to to your point, it's like Mario and Bowser are like iconic i mean obviously like mario is more iconic in, in a sense but like i think when you think of mario you think of bowser when you think of bowser you think of mario i think that's true we also like we, we haven't I think gotten f- into the fact that he's a king yeah that's right? true yeah. phil like, isn't he, a king he is so many, there's so many things about his he's character a war, he's that a we war, actually haven't talked dude, about he's a war leader like yeah. he's he is he is a general he is commanding an army <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like his he, bannermen he basically have taken over, and we haven't even talked about. His, well, like, he has his, an own. He has his own kingdom. Yeah, yeah, multiple Ugh. castles. We haven't even talked about like his diplomacy so because he convinces a lot of different species to join his cause. That's, That's true. true. He is. He's basically like the king above the wall in Game of Thrones. He's <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that speaks he's in some united way. all the wildlings. Well, yeah, and it speaks to that. It's like okay, maybe we see this one version of Bowser that maybe seems one dimensional to us, but like the fact that he was able to, like, where's that game where we get to play a version of Risk, but it's with Bowser and he's like, oh, you know what I mean? Sick. Like, yeah. so it's it's yeah, I wasn't even thinking of those kinds of abilities that maybe aren't necessarily represented in the works, but you have to sort of know that they're true in order for this whole thing to exist. I mean, I was I just got the mini super nintendo so i've been playing super mario world and you're just like he this is all his like he but like he is like caesar you know like rome the empire spreading across the mushroom kingdom yeah like that's impressive it's not necessarily a nice thing but it's a it's impressive and it's an incredible journey and story that he's gone on even if we have to to get a lot of his story like we get it through the lens of other characters yeah so that's like i think why it's harder to get to that point where we have this realization whereas like with Phil, I think his story seems so much grander because it's all through his lens. It's all through his perspective. But it is just like it's the story of sort of a selfish man who has no like emotional like growth. Yeah. <laughs> like actually learn and learn about himself and learn about how to care for others and have empathy. And that ultimately is like the end of his journey. Because when that's over, it's like what? He's just like sort of a really smart and like kind of nice Capable, guy yeah. Well, yeah where's that sequel where we see him take those abilities that he learned in this journey you know groundhog's day to like i would imagine like, again you know or what? i would imagine it's very difficult for him to move forward like he's like you imagine you've lived 30 or 40 years of your life always knowing what's going to happen every day and that a day comes where you don't know what's going to happen like that would be incredible incredibly oh my stressful. God. Then yeah. he might have like after like you know we show up with like you know a few years after Groundhog's Day and he's become a total shut-in because he can't handle the world. Where it's yeah. like Bowser yeah. gets up, puts his pants on, drinks his coffee and goes to capture Peach again. Like, and he, like, he doesn't though, quit. And cuz you know and in his mind he brought these people together. He I think he really thinks he's doing the right thing. You know, I don't think it's about I think it's about diplomacy, you know, and uh 
and he he does get these people to join his side and I, I think that he's actually trying to do something that in his mind doesn't mean it's right, yeah. but he's trying to, he's, he's sticking to his cause and he does adapt. Like, he's like, oh, that didn't work. Well, let's do it in space now. Oh, that <laughs> didn't work. You know what I mean? Like now let's go, uh, you know, let's, let's go into a uh, paper world, you know, like let's go to paper Mario. And well, actually that's technically a different dimension. He, he uh, literally gets <laughs> to the undead. He brings ghosts to fight along his side. Yeah. And skeletons. Yeah, skeletons, fi- sentient fireballs. Sentient, yeah. uh, what are thwomps? I guess sentient thwomps or stones. Rocks? Uh, yeah, stones. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's basically like everything in the Mushroom Kingdom that isn't Mario, Peach, like, and the Toads. The toads. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone else, and maybe Yoshis. the Yoshis. Yeah, like, there's like very few factions that are not on Bowser's side. It's true. Man, maybe he is the good guy. <laughs> everyone is working, you know, yeah, works George, with him. George yeah. R. R. Martin said that, like, you know. Everyone's sort of the hero in their own story. Like <laughs> for a lot of those bad guys, they look at Bowser as their king and their hero for a reason. I- and you know, I think like, <laughs> do you know, do you think secretly Mario's like, you know, Bowser? He yeah, he could, he'd be good at this. But he, you know what I mean? You think? I don't know. I think they're buds. I think they're tight. That is, that, mean, is, that is like a weird. That's almost like a creepy thought of like this. Then Peach is just like being passed back and forth between them. It's like a little bit unsettling. <laughs> oh, oh, it's gosh, a little bit. Oh, no. uh, just, just more the idea of like, oh, this is a game we play where like, oh, you capture Peach and then I go, you know, Let's and then like you're the flag, you yeah. Know? It's like, oh my gosh, I, that doesn't speak well to to either character, but uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. What is that? What is the purpose of that? But I think it's, I think again, as part of that, what makes it better is that there's always going to be a chance for more, and he's going to be able to keep going and stuff, which I think says something to that I iconicness. So yeah. Wow. That was great. I think, I think we're we ready. A winner. Yeah. Well, this one's going to King Koopa. Bowser wins. <laughs> uh, Phil saw his shadow, got scared, and had to go away. Yeah. Oh, nice, Christian. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> wow, we have our first winner. We have our first winner. And when was the last time we had a bad guy win? This is one of the first. I, I have to tell you, no one won today. That Coming in here, I thought this was like clear Ooh. in my head. It was Dobby versus Elma. Uh, I can't believe Bowser won. That is not what I expected to happen. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be a much different battle, Dobby versus Velma. But I could yeah. see that being a... That's a good head-to-head, too. I yeah. Think. yeah. That would have so been, been a good head-to-head as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is the first episode of season two, y'all. Thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you, Stephen, for coming on, thank man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to see where these characters go. Me, too. Uh, over the course of the season. I, like... Just think, I mean, I guess, are you guys excited? So you've started season two off with a completely unexpected. Is, is that giving you ex- excitement for the rest of the season, it, how it shakes out? It is, because now the question is, like, do we think Bowser will be able to take on? Can Can Bowser go the distance and then eventually beat Doctor Who? Oh, my gain God. The yes. ultimate title. Wow. Because Doctor Who is the current winner of yeah, the yeah. original yeah. character. Yeah. Um, That's very true. Uh, but, you know. It's not over yet because Steven, no. you get to add a character yes. into okay. the bucket. So I don't know. I, I hope you thought about it. Yeah. Um, did we bring the pads? I left the pad at home, but if you well, tell me, I'm, I'm just, we'll write it. I, will, I will add it. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Um, so I wanted to add, and again, I looked at the list a few times, so I hope that I'm not picking. I I know I didn't. You guys don't have this character yet. I wanted to uh, pick Dana Scully from the X Files. Oh, oh yes! we don't have anyone from the X Files. That's great. That's amazing. I just think you know, just as far as iconic characters go as far as like really strong complex characters go i think i think if anything dana scully will be a really interesting character for you guys to discuss i think because there's so many you know it's i mean you know the the longevity of that character and the sort of 
in the character has a lot of like i mean you can there's probably about like everyone probably knows a scientist who was inspired to go into stem because of Did her you see that or article? to go into i was about to say oh no that. no i saw an article days ago that oh was really about, oh like, no it was like over 50 percent of like women in stem have said they were inspired by dana scully <laughs> i didn't see that article but i have read stuff like that before and in just even from personal experience knowing people uh so for me like as far as again a character that has some real weight and some like in terms of like affecting our real world in that sense like i think yeah. she is one of the most iconic characters and so i'm not arguing i'm not ho- no, hopefully whoever ho- hopefully whoever's uh you know gonna argue for her you know they can they can take all this with a yeah. grain of salt but i just that's why i just thought that she'd be like you're going to generate some really interesting conversation from, I from think bringing so. her. Yeah. So. That's very good. Well, now we get to pull our characters for next episode. And while you're you pulling can take that, two, and we'll each yeah. take one. Uh, I'll let you guys know that this is the ultimate official character podcast. If you didn't know, um, we really appreciate <laughs> if you guys wanted to leave a review on iTunes. It would really help us uh, get discovered and find new people. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And if you also like what we are talking about and want to talk about some more, <laughs> you can tweet us at UFC pod on the Twitterverse. So Ooh. yes. And now let's see who the next match. Up will be. All right, Steven, who's the first character? Captain America. Oh! <laughs> it's already getting started good. Matt, who's Captain America going oh up against? Oh, gosh. This is uh, the Tootsie Pop Owl. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That is, like, not even... Oh, that's good. We got to fight for the owl, man. Okay. Uh, wait, what has this open? Oh, wait, there we go. Uh, it's the Christian I'm having Bowl. trouble yeah. with this. Pikachu. Oh my oh, gosh! Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh my! Okay. Gosh. And uh, <laughs> Pikachu's going up against another video game character, Cortana. Ooh. Really? Yeah, we got a big match coming up. Oh gosh! We got a big match and a special guest. We're gonna have yeah. Patrick Ellers. Mr. Patrick Ellers is returning. Yeah, from the Nintendo Cartridge Society. So who better to talk about some video Seriously, game Seriously, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, Stephen, really quick, tell everyone where they can find you again. Make sure you follow Stephen too, because he's got incredible content oh. uh, and one of the best Twitter feeds I've seen. Oh, thank so, you. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Um, yeah, you can find me at Stephen Morris on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, you can listen to See Jurassic Right, which is my Jurassic Park podcast, which is just all the warm and fuzzies that that series has given you and dinosaurs growing up. Uh, the Percast, if you like cats or other animals, I think if you have pets, you can relate to it. And then, yeah, like the Exactly Right Podcast Network um, that's started by Karen and George of My Favorite Murder. I'm like basically working on most of the shows there. So, uh, yeah, we're just making cool stuff over here in uh, Los Angeles. So check it out. Again, guys, don't forget, we do have a Patreon now. We have a $1 and $5 tier if you would like to contribute to the show and add a name to the bucket and a bunch of other stuff. Um, we'd really appreciate that as well. So that's just patreon.com slash Pod. Yeah, we'll update that. We'll time. update that. <laughs> it's not correct, but yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much. This has been a, we're off to season two, and we'll see you all next week, hunters. See you then.